Unconventional Weight Loss, Episode 1. You're listening to the Unconventional Weight Loss Podcast with your host, Suze Crort. In this episode, I spoke to Shannon Strickland-Brown, who you might know from the Shrinking with Chassis Sue Facebook page. In less than a year, Shannon has lost over 50 pounds and seen significant health improvements. Here's Shannon. So can you tell us a bit about you and what you do? I have been battling my, my weight my entire life, been diagnosed with diabetes for the last 10 years, was on all sorts of insulin, lots and lots of insulin, still couldn't keep it under control. But when I come out of the hospital, I thought, you know what, something's got to change. Decided to go back to what they call the original diabetic diets, which actually, if you think about it, are quite high in carbs. A typical yeah. diabetic diet is 45 grams of carbs per meal and then 15 to 30 for each snack a day. So if you're eating three snacks a day, that could be upwards to 90 carbs just in snack. Oh, isn't that high? It's very high. Very, very high. But I decided that's all I knew how to do. So that's how I started back. Wasn't being very successful. And in August, I saw Bob Briggs, Butter Makes Your Pants Fall Down or Fall Off, his video. And it was so simple and so easy to understand. And it just, something snapped. And I thought, you know what? This isn't working, so I might as well try another approach. And immediately, I started cutting the carbs back. Not not 100%. I just did it gradual. And what I didn't know is that they talk about the keto flu, which I never experienced because I started doing it slow. The first first time I thought, I'll give it a try, we were out for breakfast. And normally, here in the South, you get eggs and hash browns and your meat and your toast and or grits, if anybody knows what they are. And I decided that day not to order any potatoes. I thought, you know what? I'm just going to order a little cottage cheese on the side. And so I did. And it worked. I thought, well, this isn't bad. This isn't hard to do. And then the next time I went, I just didn't order any bread. So I just ate the eggs and the meat and the cottage cheese. And I walked away from the table feeling very satisfied. And I thought, well, let's see if I can do it in other aspects. So little by little, I just decided to just keep cutting back the carbs, cutting back the carbs. And before I knew it, I was only eating 20 net carbs a day. It's not that hard to do. Did it seem strange to you, the advice to eat less carbs? Yes, because back in the 90s, I was a low-fat, no-fat dieter. I'd lost 75 pounds doing it, and I firmly believed it. But I lived on potatoes, bread, pasta. I ate things with sugar in them, tons of things with sugar in them, but as long as they didn't have any fat. It just kind of scares me because that was the only kind of dieting that I knew, that or starving myself which I did as a teenager. Now, looking back and seeing the diagnosis of diabetes, you almost have to stop and think, was that a precursor to it? Did that? Did I do something, that part of the diet, did that bring the diabetes on? I don't know. I can't, I can't say one way or the other. But one thing that Bob also talks about, and I'm a firm believer, is once you get that diagnosis of diabetes, a lot of people think it's a life sentence. The less carbs you eat the better off you're going to be. I'm a firm believer of it. I am off of most of my insulin at this point. Oh, that's incredible, isn't it? It is. It is. And I feel fantastic. 
if I cheat, which is very seldom anymore, because to be honest with you, I don't like feeling sick. It's just well worth it overall. It's it's just it's it's a feeling of energy that I've never had before. I'm off of antidepressants. My blood pressure has come down amazingly. I cannot wait till July because my prayer is that the doctor will say no more blood pressure medicine needed. I just wish I had known about this 20 years ago. So does your doctor know what you've been doing? Absolutely, positively, yes. Are they supportive? Very much so. I actually uh, spoke with him back, I went in February, and they could see the weight loss. He asked me how I was doing, and he said, absolutely, the best way to get true weight off and it be sustainable lower the carbs eat natural fat i'm very fortunate because there's a lot of doctors out there that still believe old school low fat and low carb and and, you know diabetics you know that's there again there's a lot of carbs that they still recommend but they want you to go very low fat well i was always hungry and then you put insulin on top of it and that just makes you want to eat all the time has your hunger changed Absolutely. I, in fact, there are some days that I catch myself and actually have to make myself eat a little something because I'm still in the process. I still have 50 pounds to go. I'm, I'm down 51 for where I want to be. I have 50 to go and I'm going to get there this time. I know I am. But I also don't want to lower the calorie count to the point because the body immediately your metabolism slows down if you go too low. So I keep that. I kind of keep that in the back of my mind, but I can go long periods and not eat. And not get the shaky feeling like I did when you're eating carbs. Because when you eat processed carbs, your blood sugar goes up and down, up and down, up and down. Um, which makes you hungry. It makes you feel sick. It gives you the shakes. And it's just, it's a catch-22. It's okay. constantly you're following up. So when you're eating higher fat, the one thing that just blows my mind still is that you're satisfied so much faster. And it lasts so much longer. I love it. I absolutely positively, I love eating this way. Did the weight loss start to happen quite quickly? Once I decided to cut the carbs down to, for me, about 20 net carbs a day, the weight just started to slip off. And even the pounds, what I told Bob too is that what blows my mind is the sizes. The sizes tend to go down a whole lot faster than the scale. I'm wearing, I went from a 26, 28 pant and I'm wearing a straight 18 now, really since about July. Oh, so you need a whole new wardrobe. <laughs> I do need a whole new wardrobe. That or I'm finding a lot of really nice clothes that I forgot I had in the closet that still fit. So do you stick to that 20 net carbs a day? That's what works for me. And that does eliminate a lot of things. I know that sweet potatoes, for instance, they're good for you. Mm. I know that there are certain fruits that are great for you. But until I get to a goal weight that I know that I'm going to be comfortable at, I'm not going to eat those things. Even though I miss them sometimes, I still have that goal in mind. And once I get to a goal and I'm I'm maintaining, I'm not saying that I won't eat a, a sweet potato now and again or an apple now and again or something. But for for the purpose of losing, I'm just going to stay away from them. Yeah, that sounds good. So I guess with the diabetes, you, you've had to measure your blood sugar very, very regularly. Very regularly, yes. Did you notice when you first started eating this way, it was quite quick to respond? Very, very quick to respond. That was one of the things. And there again, and when, when, those, when your sugar levels are coming down to normal, I'm not as sleepy as I was. I, I fought sleep all the time. I'm, I'm walking again. I, back in March, I couldn't have walked five minutes. And I am now walking three times a week 
between 30 and 45 minutes at a time. Um, in fact, I lead a walking group um, at our oh, church and love every minute of it, love every minute of it. And so I'm building muscle. So I, when the scale doesn't want to agree with, you know, necessarily how I'm eating, I have to always consider, too, that, you know, I'm walking, I'm using muscles, I'm building muscles back up. But again, the clothes sizes just keep shrinking and shrinking and shrinking. So I'm not going to complain. No, definitely not. And what about things like the foods that you crave? Has that changed? I sometimes have to think, too, I love Bob Briggs, but he is a guy. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) And guys don't crave things at certain times of the month like we do. (laughs) It's not not fair, is it? (laughs) It isn't. So I can't honestly say that I don't crave chocolate. You know, I still do. And the one thing I will indulge is I will indulge in very, very dark chocolate. And because it's dark chocolate, I can't eat a whole lot of it. And just a little bit a lot of times takes care of it. I do make something called fat bombs, which are all over the Internet, where you use cocoa powder and um, I mix it with peanut butter and good coconut oil. They kind of take care of it. I can sit now across from my husband and at a Mexican restaurant and he can eat a whole basket of chips and it doesn't bother me at all. So you do get you do get accustomed to just not having it. I don't miss bread anymore at all. In fact, I have my whole house. I am so proud of, um, I have an 18 year old son and, and my husband and we don't even buy loaves of bread anymore. Oh, that's great. So they've changed really without them even necessarily realizing. <laughs> exactly. In some, in some areas now, they're not quite ready to go complete, but they're definitely coming around little by little. Well, that's good. And are they feeling better for it as well? I think, yeah, oh, absolutely. Absolutely. My husband especially, and he's been borderline diabetic, so by just eliminating bread or we don't fix potatoes or pasta or rice, we, you know, our meals are very simple. I believe simple is the best approach. Um, Bob Briggs also talks about that. We keep it a meat or a protein and a vegetable, and it's either salad or green beans or I like Brussels sprouts, cauliflower, things like that. So just by me changing my cooking has also changed their diet too. Oh, they're very lucky. Sometimes they think so. (laughs) (laughs) And what about your mindset? Have you changed your mindset as well, do you think? Oh, absolutely. I can't imagine myself going back and eating any other way. I'll share this with you. I got a compliment from a friend of mine, actually several friends of mine in the last little bit, and they honest to goodness said, I have never seen you so happy. There is something to do with your mental state when you stop putting processed junk in your head or in your body, whatever the chemical reaction is. I don't know. I'm not a scientist. I just know for myself, my outlook is better. I have just more positive energy, period. I'm happier. I have, again, more energy. So that in itself, I think that there's a lot to do. And and that's the one thing that I I changed right away that my first promise to myself was that I wasn't going to eat processed carbs anymore. Um, That started the whole thing. And I do not when I go to the grocery store, I don't buy anything in the center of the aisles. And I don't know how they are in Australia, but here, the center aisles of the stores, your canned goods, your packaged goods, your processed foods, your outside edges have your dairy, your meat, your vegetables. And I realized the other day, I do not go down the center aisles anymore except for cleaning products and my coffee. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, that makes it much easier makes it much, much easier. And it keeps your grocery bill. Um, People say, well, I can't afford to eat this way. Yes, you can. Because if you stop buying all the processed foods that are very costly and 
exchange them for fruits and vegetables, yes, you can afford it. Absolutely. So you haven't found it cost you that much more no. at all? No, not at all. Not at all. Yeah. Plus, I'm, I'm eating a lot less. Oh, and especially, I guess, if you think about the medication that you're not taking as well, that's, that's right. a huge saving. Huge, huge savings. But your friends must have noticed such a big difference in you. Big difference. Big difference. Yeah. I've got several of them doing it. This is the thing. Oh, it's really? been kind of contagious. I have a girlfriend battle breast cancer last year and beat it. She is now going low carb because she's also heard more and more about sugar being in your diets that they're finding can be a link to cancer. So she's on the bandwagon with me. I have my other best friend doing the same thing. So I have such wonderful support. In fact, we have three families that all get together. And Thanksgiving this last year, it was a complete low-carb Thanksgiving. Oh, it makes it so much easier when other people around you are doing the same thing, doesn't it? Oh, absolutely. And what about your sleep? Has that changed? I think it has for the reason that I'm not as I'm not sleepy during the day. So I don't nap and I'm getting up at better times and going to bed earlier. So I think I'm on a more regular pattern. However, I am premenopause. And I think for women, that just makes it even more of a struggle. If I could go to sleep like my husband immediately, that would be lovely. But it's not going to happen. It does take me a little while, but I do feel more rested. I do. And again, I can get up and get moving right away and take on the day. What advice would you give to somebody who finds themselves where you were a couple of years ago? I would start, the first thing I would tell them is first take a good look at what they're eating. I mean, and be honest. The first thing is to cut out all the concentrated high carbs, your potatoes, your rice, your pasta, and your sugars. If you could eliminate those four things immediately, you're automatically going to see a change. Then if you want to tweak it and go paleo, and I do follow more of a paleo diet. Again, no processed foods. And it's been a gradual thing. You know, Mm. I just little, for instance, just the other night for the first time, I decided we were going to have tacos. And I I decided I'm not going to buy that taco seasoning mix, that chemical laden Mm. junk that's in a package anymore. I'm going to make my own. So many people think that it's going to take more time. And it really doesn't. It really doesn't, if, if, if that's what you decide to do. So, I, again, I would, take, I would get rid of those four things, your pasta, rice, your bread, your sugar. And if you can eliminate those four, your taste for things is going to change almost immediately. I think you're going to see immediate results. And then little by little, do the change. Do the change. And if, if 20 net carbs is, is too low for you, then start at 50 and see if that works. Everybody's different. Some people can do great. At 50 carbs or, or, or maybe even a little more, I find with my diabetes, I need to keep it very low because I don't want to take medicine. And I know you've built up a really good community as well. Can you tell us a bit more about that? Well, to be honest with you, I've, I've always been a Facebook person. And I have to admit, when I, when I develop a passion for something, I just put my whole heart and soul in it. And mm-hmm. I was posting things about eating better and, you know, better food choices and I could tell that some of my friends and family were getting sick of it. Probably oh. maybe conviction. <laughs> maybe. <laughs> maybe. And I thought, you know, I know that there are people out there that could use encouragement and that I'm not there yet. And I'm battling the same exact things that they are. And I thought, why don't I just start another page? Chassis Sue was a nickname that I had from the time I was a kid. And um, I call her my other personality. And uh, I thought, you know, 
if I'm shrinking, then maybe other people would like to shrink with me. So it just kind of come up out of nowhere, shrinking with Chassis Sue. Bob Briggs and I were friends, and I told him that I wanted to start this page. And he, such an encourager, um, mm-hmm. said, go for it. And he put... He put my uh, little page that had just a few people on his, and of course he has a great following, and then all of a sudden this thing took off. Presently, I'm almost at 700 followers, and um, I love each and every one that, that contact me. I have been blessed with private messages telling me how much they appreciate the fact that I'm honest. Look, I'm a fluffy girl. I've been a fluffy girl, so I know what that's all about. And I don't hold back punches. I believe in telling the truth. I believe in being honest with my own struggles. And I think that that's what people want. They don't want somebody that maybe has all the the politically correct answers or the correct answers. or They just want somebody that's right where they're at. And I think so many people have never actually been overweight themselves. Right. So it's, it's a lot harder to take the advice, isn't it? It is. It is. And if you're and if you're listening to somebody, I, I mean, I have to admit, I can't relate to size two people that are physically fit. You it's know, and they're fit. showing me workout videos and doing moves and that things that there is no way that this forty-eight year old body is going to be able to do. I've figured out that walking is the best thing. My doctor told me. She said, "You really just need to walk." Because it's easy on my joints. She said, if you if you get injured at this age, it's a lot harder to heal and come back. So don't do something that you could hurt yourself. And again, I'm still a I'm still a plus size girl. I've I've got a ways to go. Oh, thank you so much for your time today. Well, thank you for calling me and being interested. I I appreciate it. I encourage you to keep following Shrinking with Chassis Sue. You've been listening to the Unconventional Weight Loss Podcast with your host, Suze Crort. For more interviews and resources, check out www.unconventionalweightloss.com.